and welcome to Mum Club 101 with myself Katie Moon and my co-host Vicky Parker. How's your week been? I would say relatively smooth sailing. Solo parenting came to an end, George was back at the weekend. I feel like I can say we didn't just survive maybe thrived a little bit i don't know if i'd go you feel quite like that far you came into your own in week two yeah and i just think i really enjoyed some one-on-one time with lando like mm. you know over the weekends and yeah. stuff it was really nice to have did you do anything that time no just like you know little bits and bobs took him shopping went to the park that kind of stuff mm. nothing ex- particularly exciting but yeah it was nice i enjoyed it i feel like two weeks wasn't too long no three would have been i think um so yeah pretty good is that it is that your week i know don't you think that um talking about what you do each week makes you realize how mundane and pathetic your life is sometimes no because mine doesn't (laughs) feel like that i've got a list i've got a massive list of my week (laughs) i have been doing the most intense clear out spring clean it's not even spring yet but i am the virgiest virgo you'll ever meet and i've i've been channeling my inner Virgo this week so yeah clean house clean mind so that's really taken up most of my yeah I'm jealous I never thought I'd be jealous fucking nap times what's a nap what's nap time (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. how about you well to be fair I'm saying that I had a really good clean today and I feel I do feel better for it like you say mentally I do um week wise I've had quite a few bits happen this week I, I, I did something big today Ooh, I haven't cried about it yet, but I could I could well cry about it because I'm on my period, feeling a bit of mosh. What do you think I've done? What have I been saying for weeks that I might do or I'm going to do, or I'm going to get around to it. I'll do it when I'm ready. I have no idea. I've moved the next to me. Oh my gosh, that's a big milestone. I've moved it to the landing. She's not, <laughs> she's not even in it anymore. She hasn't been in it for about six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, as the night I moved Lando into his nursery next to him was gone I was like he ain't coming back no (laughs) (laughs) I'm not reversing this decision (laughs) no see when we when we did it with Jack I left it there because obviously he was my first and I was a really anxious mom yeah and I was just like oh but if he's poorly and if like if he still fits in it he'd barely fit in it but I did end up bringing him in a couple of times because I thought I'd rather that than bring him in our bed. Yeah. Um, mainly just because Sam's a heavy sleeper and he hits out and is and kicks out and just risks risks in that sense. But um, I don't really care about co sleeping. I wasn't like dead against yeah, co sleeping. No, it was just oh, I'll just see. And then this time round with Izzy, I've it really it's really hit me to see. I could cry now. It's really hit me today. Like oh my god, this could be my last. Yeah, she could be my last. This really could be a huge last for me. Like yeah. this next to me could be gone forever and I'm never going to have a baby asleep in a room with me that phase of my life will be gone and it just I was just like I'm fine I'm fine it's okay it's not a big deal it's okay I'm not fine but I have only moved it to the landing and Sam saw it and he went oh do you want me to put it in the garage and I was like no not yet (laughs) (laughs) so it's probably going to live on the landing for a couple of months she doesn't even fit in it she literally doesn't fit in it (laughs) she wouldn't be able to sleep in it (laughs) <laughs> no but I'm just I'm not ready and I put like my bedside table back and now our room looks like an, a, a bedroom no- again. a normal bedroom because it does yeah. get taken over like not just the next to me you end up having another random baby, baby stuff paraphernalia. in there yeah that's why I moved 
mine out so quickly as well because I have the smallest gap down the side of my bed that yeah. barely fit the next to me anyway. Like it was, I couldn't get in and out of bed properly. So I was yeah. just like, get this out. Yeah, well, mine's the same. Because yeah. obviously we've got like cottage roof. So yeah. we've got no room in that bedroom. But I was just like, oh, I'm not ready. But I kind of wasn't ready today, but I just did it. Without overthinking it. Because I was cleaning, I was tidying, I was putting clothes away. I was like, mm, right, I'm just going to move this out the room. I think it's important to soak up those lasts. Even if it's not your last child, I really remember, and I remember texting you at the time saying, I'm doing Lando's last bottle. Oh, I remember you texting me. I I had him off um, like baby, baby bottles quite early because I managed to get him drinking from a straw. So even when he was on formula, I just put it in a like straw, sippy cup, weighted straw. Um, So I knew it was the last one. Mm. And I literally sat there with him and and, like really soaked out that that was his last bottle. And I'm really glad that I did that. Because sometimes you don't know something is the last no you don't I don't you know, and it, again it makes me sad to think about that and to think like oh I don't even remember some of the lasts and I don't remember yeah. this and, and you can't remember them all well you don't remember all the firsts no I don't remember all the firsts and I just think oh we talk about the firsts so much like they're the big things like oh are they walking yet are they doing this yet are they talking yet what's their first word like yeah we document all the firsts like most yeah. people do anyway in, like the baby book you don't document the lasts and I feel like that should be a thing we're I'm onto something I could get this made. A book. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe a, a baby book that includes the first and the yeah. last. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that would make you more conscious to remember it so then. So smart. And yeah. Yeah. Because it is a big deal. So yeah. That that was a big deal for me today. Yeah, of course. I did that. And there's been a few of the things this week that have been like biggish deals. So Jack started a club. Oh, stop it. Are you soccer mum? I'm a soccer mum. <laughs> no. Oh, gorgeous. And I hadn't I hadn't washed my hair, so I actually went to put a baseball cap on, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> With your big, thick winter coat yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. Yes, you're going to be in thermal, like, leggings soon. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have a fold-out chair that I take around with mm-hmm. me and everything. But it was just, like, it was just the cutest thing on the planet. It was adorable. It was, it was just in a, in a sports hall. There was probably eight kids, all under two, it was like nice chaos. It wasn't yeah. soft play chaos. It was just nice. And the other ones, the other kids, I think had been before, so they were really good at listening and really engaged in it. So that made Jack a bit more engaged in it. They literally were doing a bit of like this freeze dancing thing when I went in, so I went separately with Izzy, yeah, to Sam, so that I could drive off somewhere afterwards. And as I walked in the door, like. 15 minutes after it started and all the kids were doing this freeze things with the parents and it was quiet in the room jack was like mommy mommy <laughs> and sam was just cringing like i could just see him cringing and i was just like oh, it's okay you stay there with daddy and i was like mommy <laughs> oh gorgeous we obviously did a valentine special and i'm actually a bit pissed off that we made absolutely no reference to pancake day which <laughs> your favorite holiday literally i love it i i don't i don't we do not celebrate and recognize pancake day in this house i don't really like them i don't think I that's a bit blasphemous to say i love pancakes i'd make them for lando yeah but you make like the scotch pancake style yeah, pancakes no, but, but if i was gonna eat one i'd have a crepe yeah but that's still a pancake yeah but i just don't like them enough to make one myself Oh no! If see, somebody I love was them. like, "Would you like a lemon and sugar or Nutella crepe?" I'd say yes. 
I'll have half, but I'm not going to make... Half. I don't like it enough to have a whole one. Oh, no, see, I eat them in the year. I eat them. Yeah. Not regularly, but as in every now and again, I'll be like, oh, I fancy some lemon and sugar pancakes, and I'll just knock some up because they take yeah. two seconds. Yeah, they're so quick, aren't they? Yeah. Which... be like, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> <laughs> but it also blows my mind on that note that people go and buy pancake mix. It's literally... Yeah, no, it's like... It's about four and three and four ingredients. Three. It's the it's, same as Yorkshire pudding, right? Yeah. It's literally two eggs, 100 grams of flour and milk. I just pour... I don't even measure the milk. I just pour oh it and God, whisk it. pancake mix companies are exactly. laughing, aren't they? Yes. It's insane. So anyway, because I love Pancake Day, even though I have no idea why it exists or why we celebrate it, and it was on my to-do list today and I didn't get around to it. Shrove Trees Day, isn't it? Yeah, what's the point? Oh, no idea. Shrove That's just Tuesday. what, you know, when you have all the holidays in your yeah. calendar, like Battle of the Boyne and all yeah, the like, other random stuff. Today says Shrove Tuesday. And I, yeah, I'm going to Google know. it. I'm going to Google it later. But anyway, I wanted to just make some sort of reference to the wonderful day that it's Pancake Day. So this really made me laugh. And I've only looked at it once. So I just know that I'm going to, I'm going to laugh. I'm going <laughs> to laugh excited. a lot. <laughs> You might not find them that funny, but I was howling. What are they? And I already feel like I'm going to laugh hard again at these. (laughs) So this is just a post on Instagram that I came across. And it basically said, it's that page, Very British Problems. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, their memes have me howling. So on Very British Problems on Instagram, they said, right, ruin or improve a film by replacing a word in the title with pancakes. Okay. So these are the comments that people were writing. The girl with the pancake tattoo. <laughs> that one's good. They're so stupid, but they're so funny. Oh, I'm trying to think Wait, of they, get bad, they get bad. They get bad. He's just not that into pancakes. Man, <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. I'm crying. I did this earlier. I was crying with laughter. Terminator 2, pancake day. <laughs> original film title is for that one i don't but it's just so funny <laughs> oh god honestly I was, it was so hard not to send you these earlier on text <laughs> lock stock and two smoking pancakes <laughs> oh my god my laugh is like a proper cackle i know i'm proper squealing over here right they still get better dude where's my pancake <laughs> oh yeah i like that one Tinker Taylor soldier pancake. <laughs> God, <I'm a> <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I've got a good one. What's yours? The Pancake King. The Pancake King. What's the original? The Lion King. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. There's more that gets funnier. Hey <laughs> there. Saving private pancake. <laughs> Pancakes of the Caribbean. <laughs> no, that one's really good. That I think that's my favourite. Pancakes oh. of the Caribbean. I don't know what the original of this one is. Three men and a little pancake. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. No, I don't know. But somebody else might find it funny. There's lots of reference to the, these movies because there's loads of them. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Pancake. <laughs> yeah. So there's loads of Harry Potter ones. <laughs> this one, this the Chamber one. of Pancakes. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> so this one made me laugh. Edward Pancake Hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. <laughs> oh, 
god. You're literally crying. I know. I was doing this earlier and it was killing me that I couldn't send it to anyone. Like having content for this podcast is ruining my social life. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, there's only a few more. I oh, know there's loads more, they're really funny. <laughs> Pride and pancakes. <laughs> Hang on. Four pancakes in a funeral. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the last pancake. Oh, I really liked this one as well. Silence of the pancakes. <laughs> oh my oh. god, I can't breathe. Oh god, Peter Pancake. <laughs> so far <laughs> i don't know how that one didn't come up sooner that is so good isn't it have you been keeping an eye on our email inbox no because it's probably just my dad hurling abuse at us <laughs> no we've had some questions sent have in we? yeah i've been like saving them up so that we could have a little q a this is so exciting yeah it is it's really exciting so First email. Hi girls, love listening to the podcast. I've told some of my mum pals about it too and they started listening as well. Oh, yes. Geez. We were talking the other day about our experiences of feeding, both breast and formula, Ooh. and how we've been on the receiving end of such strong opinions from people when feeding our babies in public. Last week, I had someone tell me I should go to the toilet to breastfeed my baby <gasps> when I was on the train. No, I and my friend had someone tell her that breast milk is better for babies when formula feeding her newborn in a cafe. Has this kind of thing ever happened to you and how did you deal with it? Thanks for having real conversations about motherhood. I loved Vicky's birth story and can't wait to hear Katie's. And that is from Ashley. Oh, cute. So first of all, Katie's birth story, it will be out by the time this episode comes oh, out. Yeah, it will. So if you've missed it, have a little listen back. Um, but yeah, I mean... I can and can't relate to that. What's your reaction? My initial reac- reaction is rage that uh, yeah, any, anyone... People. Yeah, The main one for me, though, being asking a mother to feed their child elsewhere slash yeah. in a toilet. Yeah. It's just not... It's ridiculous. Yeah. It should have always been ridiculous for forever. It should never have got to a point where it... Do you know what I mean? It should always... Yeah, it was normalised that you should, should have to be remove normal, yourself you from public. Should, yeah, yeah, it's insane. That Which it, has then made people not confident to do it. Because it is. Yeah. Like, I know that I've had friends that that's been a really big hurdle for them to overcome, to over, to, yeah. to feel comfortable feeding in public, and they should never be made to feel that no. way. And somebody who's a huge advocate for this, who I highly recommend following, is Ashley James. Yeah. Um, And she's... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, st- when you think of standards of beauty... And what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Unattainable where? standards of beauty. I don't know. Like she's just really attractive. Like like model attractive. She's really yeah, pretty. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's got like really large breasts. But real. Yeah, she's complete. Yeah, but she, because of that, experienced a different kind of attention when she would breastfeed in public. Like it was sexualized. Yeah, massively sexualized. Even when her partner would be with her, and th- she she just posts so much about breastfeeding. And as somebody who only breastfed one child for six weeks I still follow her and I still get a lot out of it and I still find it really like empowering to see her breastfeeding journey so my advice is to follow Ashley James because it's in her stories and her highlights and stuff yeah um so I 
literally never breastfed um, because I was really poorly when Lando was born. Um, and he obviously, like, he obviously needed um, feeding and I wasn't able to feed him when I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, he had formula and became really well established on formula and I carried a lot of guilt about that for a long time. Mm. Um, and I used to feel that people would judge me for bottle and formula feeding a newborn. Yeah, well they ask, don't they? Yeah, but... Before you've even had the baby. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to breastfeed? Yeah. But that said, um, I didn't actually ever... I think it was more my anxiety that people felt that I was watching me. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody ever said anything. And actually, um, I had some really incredible healthcare professionals. So my midwife for those home visits after, you know, when you've had your baby and they come visit home, the GP at the eight-week visit and my health visitor obviously asked like how are you feeding baby and I would say formula feeding because mm-hmm. and every single one of them went you don't you don't need to justify like that's the sentence you don't I didn't have every that. single one of them yeah and yeah. I think because I'd heard your experience and um other friends experience that was not similar to that I felt I almost anticipated the those kind of negative reactions yeah. like um Ashley's friend experienced I was almost prepared for them, and but I actually I feel consider myself very fortunate that I was never on never on the receiving end of that. But I think if somebody had said to me, either it be a healthcare professional or a stranger in public, or even a friend or family member, frankly said, "Oh, why aren't you breastfeeding? Because it's better for the baby." This, that, and the other. I honestly would have told them to f off because I was so. I'd like to think that I would have, but I don't know. Maybe not at the beginning because I was so conscious. I was working through it myself anyway. Yeah. You feel like it's you feel so vulnerable with all those hormones. Mm. Um, I'd like to think I would have told them to f off, but I don't know whether I would have done. But that would be my advice: like, you do you, do what's best, do what's best for your baby. To, like the two of you together, have, yeah. like it makes me cringe a bit. But happy mum, happy baby, I think is that doesn't even make me cringe because I w- I wish I took that advice on board because I didn't I didn't take that on board at all and I wasn't a happy mum. Yeah, because I was trying to breastfeed because of certain pressures and anxiety and other things. So I breastfed Jack for nearly six weeks and it only came to an end because I ended up with mastitis. Yeah, horrific infection, like really quick onset flu-like symptoms, like horrendous aching, fever just generally feeling horrific um need antibiotics for it if you don't catch it soon you can end up in hospital like one of our close friends did um but I had everything go wrong so I had a I'd say a pretty awful breastfeeding journey a really short-lived one and I don't want this to put anybody off who is going to breastfeed because it's so individual like your journey can be so wildly different I've got friends who are hospitalized because of breastfeeding and I've got friends who have breastfed for 18 months and they've never had a single bleeding or cracked nipple like they've never had any issues whatsoever their baby weaned lovely onto bottles or onto formula or onto cow's milk or whatever every you know it's just so individual if you want to try it try it like please don't be put off by my experience but I really would say the the worst experience of the whole of the last three years from IVF to now being a mum of two under two I'd say the worst time of all of that was those six weeks that I was breastfeeding it was really traumatic for me you were not in a good space with your mental health no and I don't I don't I don't know like what's the chicken and the egg in that situation like I know and it was when the mastitis got me and then my milk supply dried up really quickly yeah 
I didn't know this until after it all happened, that that sudden drop in hormones caused by your milk drying up rapidly can literally cause like postpartum psychosis, which luckily I didn't have it to that extreme at all. I had postnatal anxiety with intrusive thoughts, but they were, it was wildly, wildly, wildly exacerbated by breastfeeding and then by giving up breastfeeding. Yeah. I say giving up, I had to, but I would have anyway. Yeah. I think it was a. I think it was a joint decision. I think I. You can continue with mastitis. You can continue to breastfeed. But I. I was like, no, I'm doing this. This has been at, like awful. Yeah, I'm making this decision. So yeah, but I think. But I did breastfeed in public. Like we went to pick up a new car, so it was obviously. I know I'm saying obviously, but it was still a very male environment at the car sales place, mm-hmm. and there was just it was mostly men everywhere, and I didn't care. It didn't even. I didn't even cross my mind to hide it or to put a blanket over me or anything I just I had one of those um breastfeeding dresses with a zip Mm -hmm. and I literally just unzipped it and just put him on the boob like it didn't yeah I didn't think twice about it I was talking to people as I was feeding him Sam didn't even know I was feeding him yeah but then I am quite I can get quite soapboxy can't I if I feel passionate about something and this is something that I do think you are feeding a baby yeah you shouldn't need to be soapboxy about it it should just this should be normalized yeah but I think even if I saw it happening to somebody else or I witnessed or I overheard just gonna it, say that. I would I would go in on them. If I, I would was go in on, on a somebody. train and somebody said or even even made a comment, let alone yeah, like, can you not do that in front of me? Can you go somewhere else? Like, you, there's toilets to do that in. I'd I'd go for the jugular. I think I'd just be enraged on that. I'd be like, oh okay, behalf, so I'll feed my behalf. child in the toilet, but I'm gonna take a shit out here. Is yeah, that okay? Would you eat your dinner in there? Yeah. No. I'd be like, is that all right? I'm just gonna have a poo. Yeah. On this seat. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's not the use of that room yeah. of the toilet. No. Like, shut up. Like it's it's just like it's just stupid. Like women have been feeding children with their boobs forever. Yeah. Like why is it a thing? And it's just because breasts are sexualized, so people think it's inappropriate. That's what boobs are for. They're for feeding babies. Yeah. Fuck off. Say it again for the people at the back. It's just like, yeah. are you serious? And I forgot the second part of that email. My friend had someone tell her that breast milk is better for babies when formula feeding her newborn in a cafe. I just don't think it is anymore. I just think science has come a long way and formula has come a long way. And yeah. it's got all the nutritional value that, that babies need. And the whole babies that are breastfed have better health and they have the colostrum. I'm sure there is still... I don't know enough. I don't know the facts. No, I don't like, know, we're not public health experts. No, I, I don't know the research. Um, but to be honest, there probably isn't enough research in it anyway to back anything up anymore because no one gives a shit about women's health. Yeah. And I also think that it's about more than that as well. It's about what works for you and your family and your yeah. mental health and your well-being and you know George gave Lando his first feed yeah that's a really big deal and I'm actually as sad as I was in that moment I, I was too unwell I couldn't yeah. do that I couldn't meet that need and I'm so kind of proud and grateful that he got to experience that because so yeah. like how many dads get to do that no or how many other you know partners that haven't been the pregnant women in that situation get to experience that so mm. um I have no regrets about our journey. And and there's, to be honest, once I got past that guilt, I actually just felt, I actually just felt grateful that that was our journey and it it kind of just got taken out of my hands. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even opt to try with Izzy. I didn't even express colostrum. I was like, not oh, a yeah, chance. No. Not going through that. I was extremely mentally unwell as a result of my breastfeeding journey. I'm not doing yeah. it. And 
it was a much for me personally it was a much better transition in terms of absolutely everything in that what they call the fourth trimester I just had a, yeah. and I know a lot of that will also be down to it's my second child and mm-hmm. there are other things at play there however I do put a lot of it down to the fact that I was like right I'm formula feeding this baby and a big one was sleep deprivation Sam could do a night feed yeah Sam could do some of the feeds so I just think there needs to be better support for parents who are feeding their children no matter how they're feeding them there isn't enough support for people that are breastfeeding and that aren't having a smooth journey and I also don't think there's anywhere near enough advice and support for people that are formally feeding their child because it's almost a bit like oh we don't want to support and advise because we the advice is that you breastfeed yeah like I remember trying to search literally how much formula I should be giving Lando when he was newborn for his weight and it's that information is incredibly difficult to find yeah and it shouldn't be I was I had this constant fear that I was going to be underfeeding him because I didn't I was like how do you how do you know okay so next email <gasps> we've got more than one email yes we have two god look at us hi Katie and Vicky came across your podcast last week and have already caught up on all the episodes so far can't wait for more when you were talking about your menstrual cups, Vicky mentioned about her pelvic floor feeling different post-birth. Is this something you both experienced? And if so, did you do anything to improve it or rehab? I'm still really struggling at five months postpartum and I feel like my body is never going to be or feel the same again, which is really scary. It's affecting intimacy with my partner, but also just my confidence in general. I'd love to hear your experiences as I'm hoping there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Please keep me anonymous. I uh, can't help but think of like tunnel vagina reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say there is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I think I think five months postpartum is still so early. Like it's still yeah. like everything. Like your body is literally still healing. Again, it is very different though because you had a vaginal birth and I had an yeah. abdominal birth. So, but I do like. It's not to say that you don't have, you, like your pelvic floor changes just from carrying the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Like I remember at the end, I, I, I could <clears throat> actually almost feel my pelvic floor stretching. Like, but I think maybe it's because I was like a bit overdue as well and Lando was so low. Like, yeah, I think some of that, you know what I then ended up needing to rehab that wasn't just from birth like that was from the end of my pregnancy um so yeah there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel you went to you had a mummy MOT didn't you yeah so mine wasn't my pelvic floor weirdly I never struggled with like urinary incontinence or painful sex postpartum or anything like that yeah but even if you're not having urinary incontinence you know, there's different, like, the spectrum of pelvic yeah. floor. So please don't think that we're only saying, like, yeah, that extreme. Yeah, like, you can still have, like, that person who has written in has said they've referred to, like, intimacy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But mine was hip pain and, like, back pain and sacral pain, but mainly my hip, and I, I just couldn't walk far. I just had this weird, and there is a name for it, which I can't remember, but it's some sort of, like, inflamed hip muscle. Um, But, yeah, mummy MOT, so I can obviously recommend Lauren, who's local, she was amazing and she does like a full assessment and she's really passionate about women's health and postpartum health and we'll put all this in the show notes anyway um but I think I got to about three or four months postpartum and was still just like I'm no better than when I was nine months pregnant like I can't walk to the end of the road um 
and yeah it was amazing like it changed my life just doing the exercises having that full like head to toe assessment and just somebody really like giving a shit and going through it all with me and listening to me and then kind of diagnosing me yeah and they're like right if you do this you do these exercises here's an app she messaged me every day and that was it honestly it took two weeks and I was like I can't believe I've left it as long as I did like I wish I did it sooner um but again, Lauren will, will tell you, like, if, if you message two weeks after, she might be like, this is too, that's too soon, or she'll yeah. advise you on all of that anyway. But yeah, I don't, that's one, that's money well spent. Yeah. 100%. And I think even if, you know, you, that's not within your budget, there's, I did pelvic floor exercises, and it's not just doing your, what's it called, your Kegels. Kegels. Like, like, there's so much more that you can be doing to rehab your pelvic floor and yeah. other muscles. So I just kind of, followed that routine by myself but I would say what's Lando now 15 16 months I'd say I'm only really feeling like back to pre babe pre-pregnancy pelvic floor health probably only in the last two to three months yeah I'd say I'd say I've really noticed that difference for me pelvic floor wise I honestly didn't really notice I didn't notice anything yeah it was more hip and back that I was struggling with them like mobility but it just varies for everyone doesn't it yeah absolutely but yeah you can always get help and again if you can't afford to go to a private physio because it's still extra money when you're on maternity leave yeah go to your gp and demand a referral absolutely and say you're struggling like that's what they're there for yeah and they might not ask it in your eight week check chances are they won't and even if they do it's only eight weeks like if you and especially if you've had a vaginal delivery like of course it's not gonna feel how it was Mm. and then it's you know i think it can be very dependent on where you live and your gp and what kind of service you get after that i certainly was never referred on to anything but um, i I actually wasn't asked about it in my eight week no that's why i didn't even think to go to the gp and i was like i'm just gonna go private yeah but um yeah there's so much support out there so don't don't suffer on on your own and you're not alone like no so so many women have felt exactly the same way but um there is a light at the end of the vagina We need a jingle. I know, I really want to make one. Secret chat. No, I want it more to be like, secret, secret, shh, secret chats. Like ASMR. Is that what it is? ASMR. AMSR. ASMR. AMR. See, I don't know. It's just a load of letters. I don't know what it is. What's it stand when for? When people go like... Yeah. <laughs> that was some really terrible ASMR. <laughs> but we need a jingle. So, secret chats. Deep dive. Let's go. I'm on my period and I have been a bitch like I've been really irritable really bad mood and I've not been handling it well so (laughs) I normally think I actually handle it pretty well and I can manage myself well and I'm very self-aware and I have all these resources I didn't I didn't do any of that yeah I did nothing I used no tools I don't know where my fucking toolbox of resources or toolbox I don't know where it all was it just went so anyway this week's secret chat handling a bad mood or irritation how do you calm down share your tips so some some people's answers i found really funny yeah i'm here for it i'm also here for some good tips yeah well that's what i thought this is why i spent <laughs> hours on this specific question because there's like five thousand comments i sit on the floor and listen to rock oh that wouldn't do it for me no and that was a really common one like rock and heavy mm. metal i i think i get it but it's that's just not it winds me, me up it does wind me up sam listens to like really weird songs do you know that song where it's something about a sailor 
that loses his leg? No. You do, you do. You, it's a really famous song. It's like, I'm sailors uh, and I've lost my leg. I've never heard this song. Oh my God, I'm going to have to send it to you. It's <laughs> awful. It literally gives me a headache after three seconds. But yeah, that was a really common one. I like to listen to like spa music or like the music that they've got going on when you go to yoga, like zen. See, I was past that. If somebody would have put that on, that would have pissed me off. Yeah. Everything uh, yeah. was pissing me off. Got everything okay the next one was weird but i've got a feeling it might be one of the things that you're like oh no i've heard of that (laughs) i blow my fingertips no (laughs) no i hadn't heard of that either might try it is it is it i don't know is it just a breathing technique with a visual because you're blowing fingertips rather than just taking a deep breath i don't know i have absolutely no idea no, and they didn't elaborate. They just put blow, blow my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it was a request. Were they requesting yeah, yeah. someone to blow their fingertips? Question mark. <laughs> Who knows? Um, this one made me want to punch them in the face. I just take a nap or sleep for a few hours. That helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd have, have loved have to have gone to sleep for a few hours. I'd have loved to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that probably would work. Oh, oh it's so. not their fault. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> stupid thing to say (laughs) so that annoyed me (laughs) really but it probably would have worked if i could have just gone upstairs and put earphones like earplugs in yeah and had a little snooze i probably would have woke up in a better mood so yeah that one um obviously you know i'm gonna like this one journal i know but it does that does normally work for me but again i was past it if somebody would have handed me a pen and paper i'd have just shoved it down their throat like no, I don't want to write my feelings down. I don't want to write them down on paper. Writing down that Sam's breathing is pissing me off isn't going to make... <laughs> it's only going to exacerbate that <laughs> yeah, emotion. It's not, it's not going to make Sam's yeah, breathing yeah. piss me off any less. But no, I do love journaling. But just for ang- like anger and irritation specifically, no. Yeah. It doesn't do it for me. Um, This one made me laugh. I clean up my toilet aggressively until I sustain an injury. Then I stop. Toilet? Yeah, they clean their toilet aggressively. <laughs> I'm not sure. Dirty is the oh. toilet. <laughs> Wait for the yeah the next bit though until I sustain an injury. Oh, that's fucking weird, isn't it weird? And how how do you sustain an injury? I don't you know. Your toilet. My my brain just went to like fingernails, like snapping a nail Ugh. or something. Mm. But imagine being like really pissed off. I'm going to go clean the toilet aggressively until I injure myself. <laughs> just how bizarre. how do you discover that that's your, like, technique? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you calm down. Imagine doing it at work. Someone's pissed you off at work. Storm, oh over, storm over to the cleaner's cupboard. <laughs> and then someone goes in after, like, oh, it's really clean in there. <laughs> I thought that one was weird. Some of, oh my God, somebody underneath that comment, I didn't even see this one, put, I brush the walls. <laughs> what? With what? I think they must be in a broom or something. Like, sweet. I don't know, but they put, I the brush the walls. That's so weird. Oh my God. Okay, this one I can definitely, definitely relate to. I eat my irritation away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm an emotional eater anyway. I always, I know I say this all the time, but any, and by that, I don't mean, oh, when I'm sad, I eat. I mean, when I'm sad, I eat. When I'm happy, I eat. When I'm angry, I eat. When I'm just chill, I eat. I eat. I just like to eat. Yeah. But do I want to eat my irritation away because it's irritated me? Do I go and make a slice of toast with loads of butter and jam? I don't think I do. It, I think it would have to be more convenient than that. It would have to be like... Chocolate bars. Ice cream. Yeah, like something straight mm. out of the I love how you've just said toast isn't convenient. It takes like 60 seconds. I know, but compared to like... <laughs> you have to butter you've it. You've got to butter it. And that's not something you want to be doing in a rage, actually. No, that is true. And um, this one just made me laugh because it was it, it was just stupid. I come on here and bitch under posts. Yeah. <laughs> they just go on the flow app. Troll. Just, troll yeah, and troll. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's very I bully online. <laughs> oh no, not that so much, but just like. Yeah, they just have a rant. Out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not the trolling part, but yeah. This one really made me laugh because something popped straight into my head. So this person said, I just silent scream. It's like screaming, but silent. You put all your effort into making no sound at all. So have you seen those memes floating around of that woman silent screaming and people no. put it? You have, you definitely have. It's like, a vi- it's gone viral. Oh, I don't know. It's I a woman who's just it. bending forward and people put like really funny things behind it. Oh, like like it. when your toddler throws the dinner you made them on the floor <laughs> and then it's this woman silent screaming in the corner. Oh my God. But I just thought, I've never done that. I've never silent screamed, but I get it. Yeah. Do it, I think I just do it now. Silent scream. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, the, you know the movie The Mummy? Where they like, yeah. over their mouth, like, devour oh, someone. Oh, don't, don't, moths come out or something. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, this person silent screams. And I thought, again, I think I'd rather scream. Yeah, I'd rather just loud yeah. scream. Which was one of them. Yeah. They scream into a pillow. That was, again, a really common one. People screaming into pillows. But again, I don't do that either. I was no. just past it. N- nothing was going to... Help me this week, but I was also doing that whole like cutting my nose off to spite my face. Like, yeah, things would have helped, I just didn't want to do them. Yeah, I was in self sabotage mode. Um, this one is a really, really good one. I watch historical melodramas about scheming nobles. <laughs> Where do you find such historical dramas? I don't know, but the next <laughs> the next one is do you have any specific recommendations? <laughs> yeah, that was probably what my question was. <laughs> we need more details i didn't get the specific recommendations or see if they made any because i don't i don't want to watch any um so that's it but it was just really topical i've been feeling really really irritable pre-menstrual but then i do this every month where i then say i don't actually think i was and i think it was just sam but then once i actually finally come on my period which i have today i then go oh no it was me it's not all you. No. It's not all your period's fault. It isn't. He is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mum Club 101. We would love to hear your Mum Club stories. Email us at mumclub101 at gmail.com. And you know the drill. Please like, rate and subscribe on whatever podcast channel you're listening via. Um, we would really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thank you.